This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, Woman's Life Transition Coach and the host of the Her Self-Expression Podcast. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her Self-Expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their life journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can confidently take on the world. Today, I have these questions for you to consider. Do you consider yourself authentic? What does an authentic woman look and sound like? And what does it take to become authentic? Well, my guest today is Stacy Middlebrooks, who is going to talk with me about unleashing your authenticity to cultivate unshakable confidence that is seen and heard. Stacy is a woman's empowerment coach and diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant with over 20 years of corporate experience. Right along the alley of the mission of her self-expression, she has been a chief diversity officer and a global leader in diversity, equity, and inclusion at Fortune 500 companies. She specializes in coaching women of color in leadership. Using her gifts as a light worker, combined with her expertise in navigating corporate spaces, Stacy coaches and guides women to reclaim their confidence, embrace their authenticity, to live and lead with purpose and power. She's a contributing author in the newly released anthology, Ancient Future Unity, Reclaim Your Roots, Liberate Your Lineage, Live a Legacy of Love. Stacy has been, get this, a Middle Eastern dance instructor, a choreographer, a singer, a song and poem writer. Wow, that's self-expression. Her ability to bring her creativity and intuition to her work inspires her clients to go deeper, stretch farther, and elevate higher than they imagined. Stacy's light worker gifts, creative expression, corporate background, and coaching expertise have made her a sought-after coach for women of color in corporate spaces, women in leadership, and women seeking more fulfillment in life. is passionate about social justice, embodiment, and mindfulness, rituals, studying winemaking, and learning about different cultures. Wow. If you want to feel empowered, cultivate your authenticity, and want to be seen and heard, then listen to our conversation. Hi, Stacy. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's great to have you here. Hi, Beverly. So good to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, I have one question before we get started. What is a light worker? Yeah, so I actually asked the same question when someone said it to me. <laughs> And I was like, 
what do you mean I'm a light worker? (laughs) (laughs) So they asked me to go do some digging and then come back to them and have a conversation. But in short, it really is someone who's very in tuned and in touch with the light that's in each one of us. Oh, and we can sense it and feel it. So we can really feel when it's shining brightly and what the intention is behind that. And we can really feel when it's being dimmed, either consciously or unconsciously and what the intention is behind that. But we help, we just have a natural ability to help people, I'd say, align with their own light and recognize it and bring light and, and joy and divinity into a new energy field for everybody. Wow. Sounds fascinating. So to change. Yeah. I was really curious myself. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to kind of move back to our topic, can you tell us a little bit about your own personal journey to empowerment? Yeah. So mine, I think, is a, a cyclical kind of journey. So in childhood, I felt very empowered. I felt very free. I was very self-expressive. I was in dance, gymnastics, tap, jazz, like all the things. Right. And then life. (laughs) Life. And then there was the shutdown. And I forgot that sense of freedom and sovereignty of choice and using my voice to stand up for myself. And so I was the good girl. I was very Mm -hmm. obedient. I rarely questioned authority because that's not how I was raised. Like you do what the grownups tell you to do. They know what's best, you know, the whole kind of thing. And then life again was like, "Eh, wait a minute. (laughs) We get to use our voice. We get to establish and set up healthy boundaries. We get to fully self-express and not fit into anybody's one little box. I don't have to live a compartmentalized life. I can empower myself to be all of who I am love all of who I am, dark, light, big, small, light, dark, like all of it, all the extremes. I get to love the whole spectrum, the fullness of my identity. And that's when the real empowerment, I think, started to unfold for me in adulthood. And with each expansion, of course, there's a contraction that follows. And so really recognizing like, I'm empowered to experience this contraction in my life with joy and with ease. Okay. So when I was able to do that through a failed marriage, through a career that I felt stifled and completely shut down in, relationships changing, just all the things that life hands us, when I realized I could choose how I experience these so-called negative things, yeah, that that's when I knew I had been on an empowerment journey from the very beginning. And I get to stay on it in a very conscious way. Yeah, my experience is that life changes, usually painful changes, are the things that kind of move us to a different layer in our journey or a different level, that they give us the impotence to grow and change. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I learned in acknowledging that there was a journey even happening that I was only scratching the surface of the painful things because they're yeah. painful. Who wants right. to feel all those feelings? Like I have stuff to do. I've got a team to lead. I've got money to make. You know, I have things, right. right? But only scratching the surface 
you know, only meant that I could have this much joy, this much love, right. this much compassion. But when I was willing to dig deep and really excavate all the gunk and get under there, yep. reflectively, that's how high I could go with my joy, my happiness, my harmony, my sense of calm and peace of mind. Yeah, I think from the women I work with, they have to feel all of the pain to be able to experience yeah. all of the joy. Yeah. 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 What do they say? You have to feel it to heal it. So, yep. Yeah. That's perfect. So what's your personal definition of authenticity? Thank you for this question, because I came about my definition of it from realizing what it's not. Okay. So for me, it's not being a clone of someone else's authenticity. So if it's not in my nature, specifically as I was in corporate, a very introverted leader who learned to flex extrovert muscles you right. know, to make it and succeed, but being that kind of person just wasn't in my nature. But that's what they teach us in corporate. Exactly. You know, be that and going, okay, so it's not that. It's not being a clone of what someone else's authentic space is. And it's not... Um, as people say, oh, I'm just keeping it real, which is a license to just be disrespectful or hurtful to right. people in, in many ways, many times. So it's not that. So for me, what I've come to and concluded for myself in authenticity is that it's really about being fully present with myself, about really powerfully accepting, like radical acceptance of all the different parts of who I am and owning them. Mm -hmm. Not disclaiming them, not judging them, just owning all those different parts of who I am. And then in my self-expression, being in complete alignment with my core values, with my beliefs and my intention and purpose. Wow. That's when mm -hmm. I know I'm in my most authentic state. Do you think certain women have more trouble than others with expressing their authenticity? or getting in touch with it? Absolutely. No doubt about it. It can be difficult for anyone, but especially difficult if you are born in this female body, because from the time you come out, the world is heaping on you. Do something different. Be something different in order mm -hmm. for us to accept you and to, you know, have you belong. So yes. yeah, as women, we have a harder time, I think. I think women in different age groups has a harder time, like really struggling. So when we're really young, it's it's it can be challenging right to fully step into your authenticity because there's so much you know peer pressure to be like everybody else when we're older you're a woman of a particular age i'm in that group it's like well yeah this is who i'm really being in the world well at your age you shouldn't act like that dress like that look like that right so it, it's a little bit of a challenge there um i don't like this phrase but i'm going to use it women of color and in particular, Black women in Western civilization in the United States, there are many identity threats out there for women and mm -hmm. many identity threats against, in my case, Blackness. You combine that with the intersectionality, intersectionality of being a Black woman and the very unique experiences of being in two marginalized, at least two marginalized groups. Yeah. You, you get some lessons that you need to unlearn, like don't be this because it's not safe. My femininity is not safe. My blackness is not safe. My age group is not safe where I'm going. And so it can be really challenging and, and we can 
consciously or unconsciously have our authenticity compromised so that we can survive and just navigate and make it. What are some of those identity threats? Yeah. So let's take corporate culture, for example. It was not designed for me. It just wasn't. It wasn't built for women. It definitely wasn't built for women of color. It definitely wasn't built for Black women. Like, it just wasn't. So even being in that hustle culture, which is very masculine, well, then my femininity sees that as a threat to femininity. I can't be in my full feminine, you right. know, woo, goddess, powerful place if I want to make it in corporate. I have to show up this way or I have to at least present this way. So that's one example of an identity threat in corporate culture. Plenty gotcha. of identity threats, you know, for people who are wrapped in the skin I'm wrapped in by way of lack of representation. So then my color, my ethnicity feels like it's threatened here because it's not really welcomed and accepted because I don't see anyone who looks like me. Or when I hear you talk about people who look like me or have backgrounds like I have, it is not in a positive light. So that feels like a threat against my blackness. But those are just a couple of examples of identity threats, but they're everywhere. I mean, look at any magazine. I'm still old school. I flip pages, but look at digital magazines, right? Body image stuff. Those are identity threats to the body we're in right now. Absolutely. The identity threats, especially for women, are everywhere. What can non women of color do? What can white women do to help women of color? I know this word gets thrown around a lot, but I'm going to use it. Like really being in a space of allyship and being in a space of sisterhood. So I've had white women throughout my career say things like, I just see you as, you know, a sister in arms. We're here trying to make it together in this and the other. You know, I don't see color. I don't see your blackness. I need you to see me. Because when you say you don't see my blackness, then you don't see the experience I have in everyday life, walking in the skin right. I'm working in, coming from the background I'm coming in, coming from. So I need you to fully see me, believe me. When I tell you something has happened, it doesn't benefit me to just make this stuff up. Like this really right. happened. Like, did you notice when we walked in, the person at the desk or behind the counter really only had eyes eye contact with you and said hello to you and only really spoke to you even when they came to take our order did you notice that and if I'm telling you that happened it's not because I'm making it up like right 99% of the time it actually did happen so believe me when I'm telling you this stuff is real and it is happening be a visible and vocal champion for me for me and that doesn't mean like Oh, you've got to stand for everything all Black women stand for. We all stand for something different. But when I tell you this is what is important to me, be a visible and vocal champion of that. And don't disregard my experience. Or a lot of times, and I know it comes from such a beautiful place of, of having a great heart. A lot of times women, when I talk about being a descendant, of slavery in this country and what the experience is like even today, because there are impacts. 
what I will get back is a conflated story. Like, well, my family is a family of immigrants. My grandma came from this country with $20, opened up a store. She was able to do that. And while that immigrant experience is so challenging and there's a lot of suffering in it, and it is an amazing story of triumph, it is not the same as being a descendant of slavery in this country. So here, what I'm saying, and don't try to, in an effort to connect with me, conflate your experience or your family's experience with mine. It is just different. To, to yeah. get back to authenticity for a moment, why do you think authenticity is important for a woman's journey to empowerment? It's the fuel. Oh, like, okay. This is what fuels your empowerment. Many of us encounter women that have a lot of authority. And we equate that with power a lot. Sometimes it is the same. I argue that that is not always the case. So just because I have authority and I can command the room and do all of this, right. what I hear from women I'm coaching, I don't care if they're white, black, Asian, Latina, it doesn't matter. Secretly, they feel powerless. They feel trapped into being who they've been groomed to be. Right. And when we help them tap into their inner power, it's a whole different way of showing up. And that is what fuels them. That is what makes them feel empowered with or without authority. So I can be the maintenance supervisor and I can be in the same room as the CEO and feel powerful. I may not have the same authority, but I feel powerful because I've tapped into my inner power and it's been fueled by what I said before really owning all of who I am, accepting all of who I am, and being in alignment with my own core values and beliefs and my purpose. When I was in <clears throat> those same situations where I had power, but I wasn't authentic, I had a lot of stress and tension going on because it was almost like I had two personalities. I had this personality yeah. to show up to work that was almost like a suit I put on in the morning. And then I had mm -hmm. the personality I had outside of work. And like you said, mentioned introversion. Again, I had to put on an air of extroversion but when I was home, mm -hmm. there was really a lot of introvert in me. But I think one of the, the big stressors can be when you're not authentic. Absolutely. Because your, your body knows, your nervous system knows, your, your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit all know this is not us. Like, this is not who we are. This really isn't who we're purposed to be, who we're called to be. And it's freaking scary yeah. to think about fully being authentic and carrying that much power. Like it can be scary because I don't know about you and your life, but who was showing us how to do that all of our lives growing up? How often was it modeled for us in our personal lives or at work where you saw a woman who was completely embodied, completely self-expressed and completely authentic and walking in her power and feeling safe to fully show up as herself. How often did we see that even modeled and who taught us? So it, it makes complete sense that we would have these experiences. But yeah. we, we definitely 
have that stress of I'm this way and that way. I'm I'm totally a cautionary tale. I lived a completely compartmentalized life. Yeah. You go in my office or my cube, nothing about me. Leadership quotes on the wall. Right. You know, the slogan for the company, like all the things. <laughs> Because, you know, Miss Corporate, Corporate Inc. But, you know, after work, nobody knew that I was going to a studio and recording music. Nobody knew that I was teaching Middle Eastern dance. Nobody knew that I was studying why. Like, I'm the wine nerd. The chemicals and molecules of it and how they interact with yeah. the ground terroirs. Like, nobody knew that. And I felt afraid to share that. And that really... I'm sure I should have like lost it a million times, but I had convinced myself that this is just the way it is. Like this, this is how it has to be. Right. And at some point you can't go farther. Like you cannot continue in that path and you have to be willing to say, what is it costing me to live my life this way? Yes. And when is it enough like, when am I tired enough to do something about it? How many women do you think, or maybe what percentage of women actually get to live an authentic life? You think it's the majority of women or the minority? I, I would say the reality is we all get to. It's just whether or not we choose to. Well, how many and I choose think we it? are a small minority actually choose to. Yeah. I think I think a lot of women believe they are. They really believe they are. I'm being authentic. This is like this is who I am. Or this is who I have become. Like I have become this person, right? And that's mm -hmm. really who I am at the core of my being. And that's like what led me to create a whole different way of looking at authenticity in this thing I call the view model for authenticity, where we look at your visibility. We look at how integrated of a life we are living. We look at how embodied you are and we look at how connected or disconnected you are from your internal wisdom that we all have. I hear a lot of women go, oh, I'm not intuitive. I don't have that. Like, no, we all have it. It's usually that voice, that gut instinct. That's what it is. But yeah, using that to be able to consciously choose to do it a different way. Just be able to do it a different way. But I think the vast majority of us are not taught that. It's not modeled. And so we don't know. We just don't know. Okay. Well, I'm going to say to the audience, stay tuned for a moment. We will be back when Stacy's going to share with us her three actionable tips to discover your authenticity. We'll be right back. Hi, beautiful. Beverly Price here. If you want personalized guidance on your journey to confidence and empowerment from someone who's been there and don't want to go it alone, then my signature coaching may be just right for you. With a confidential approach and one-on-one -on -one personal support that has helped hundreds of women, we'll work together to move you forward. Whether you are looking to deal with a major life change or an overall life overhaul, schedule a free discovery call with me today at HerSelfExpression.com to learn more and say yes to the ride of your lifetime. Now let's get back to the show. We're back. Stacy, I've loved everything you've said so far about authenticity, but 
but what can I do? What can the audience do? What three things can they do to help unleash their authenticity? It may show up differently for everyone, but what I have found to be pretty true across the board is first just having the willingness to explore it. Because we just don't. We don't even really think about it so much. But having the willingness to explore it and getting in tune with, like, what do I really need? Like, not just right now, but like, in my heart of hearts, what do I need in my life? What do I want? Like, what happened to my dreams? Where'd they go? Yeah. Like, what do I desire? Allowing yourself to, like, we don't even dream anymore, a whole lot of us, because we're, we're so shut down and we're so overwhelmed. Yep. Like, ugh, dreams. I, who's, who's got time, right? But allowing yourself that space to really explore your own authenticity, which is about your needs, your wants, your desires, and all of who you are. That's step one, being willing to just get in it, like get in it, right? Right. I'd say the second thing, facing the fear, because a lot of us fear what authenticity could really look like. Right. Because it doesn't look like hers or hers or hers. Like, well, good grief. What does it look like? I don't know. And that scares me. Because we don't like the unknown. Yes. Especially when it comes to who we're being. Like, no, I need to know. Especially by this age, I need to know who I am and have it together. And blah, it's exhausting. Yes. But we get to face the fear that's there. Like, what's really at the core of the fear you have at really going inward? Like, what do you think you're going to lose? What do you think is there that's going to, like, completely freak you out and make you run? Right. What do you think is there? really facing it and then Beverly, i think the the last one is i'd say just being intentional like just really being intentional about showing up authentically in all the different spaces of your life so i like to challenge women to do what i call you know take these courage cues so when you're feeling that knot in your stomach and you're sitting in a meeting and there's an idea you really want to share, but like, oh, I don't know if I really want to share it. All of that. That's a that's a courage cue. And you get to say, oh, that's my cue to be courageous. Let me just explore what I need, what I want, what I desire right now. I need to feel like a valuable contributor. I want to really affect positive change. And I desire to be seen in, in this space and valued. Okay, I get to speak up. That's a courage cue. That is helping you to be intentional and going, I'm setting the intention today to watch for all the courage cues that get presented and step into them. I'm going to do that. So I'd say those are, are probably three things. So really being willing to explore your own authenticity, what it is, what it is not, facing any fears you have about it, and then being intentional about showing up authentically in every single space of your life. I think it... I know in myself, when I was in corporate America, that I was afraid of other people finding out that I was afraid or that I was in pain. And I work with women that go through painful life changes, such as a divorce, but they don't want anybody to know that it's painful to them or that they're struggling. And so we have to get to the point where they realize that the pain of the problem is greater than the pain of the solution. So they need to change and find that way yeah. out. 
And I think the only way you can grow in confidence really is to be authentic first. I think you have to be you Absolutely. before you can truly be confident. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. You're so right. And so many of us suffer alone unnecessarily. Yes. Like there, I didn't used to believe, and I used to blame it on being an only child, but I didn't used to really believe in the power of sisterhood. Yes. It's like, what do I need that for? Like these women can't relate to me. I can't relate to them. Or I'm not going to go in there and share what's really happening with me. What if they sabotage me or right. weaponize my pain against me? Right. I, there just wasn't trust of the feminine. And I went through a divorce at work. Not one person knew. Not yep. a soul. I didn't do a name change. Like nothing. Right. <laughs> I just went through it. And then afterward found out some of the women I was closest with were going through the same exact thing at the same right. time. What if we had really gotten real with ourselves and looking at needs, wants, and desires like, oh, I, I need connection here. I, I need to reach out to one of my sisters. I, I need this, right? How could we have all gone through those experiences together and better yes. with less hiding? Like we're so used to lone wolfing it. Like I got it. I'm strong. And you know, the stereotype, I'm a strong black woman. Like I'm strong. I'm so tired of being strong. Like that definition of strong. <laughs> I'm so tired of suffering in silence and alone. Yes. Like at what point do you get to say, there is power in being witnessed in my pain and struggle, and there is power in witnessing other women in their pain and struggle. We get to come together and get real with ourselves, be fully authentic within ourselves to create the confidence to connect and be vulnerable. Like we get that opportunity. So I have one question that I like to ask all my guests to wrap up, and you've answered part of it already, but what does self-expression mean to you? Mm. You know, at this point in my life, it means everything. It's a non-negotiable for me. And how I define that in terms of meaning is fully owning and anchoring and who I am and expressing that outwardly, whether that's through the way I show up, the way I speak, the way I dress, my goofiness, my silliness, my serious side, like, but expressing all of it. And yes, we, we travel in different circles and different things happen. I use the, the metaphor of a cake. So it's like, depending on my relationship with you, depending on the environment and setting, you may get a crumb of the cake, you may get a slice, you might get half the cake, but everything that's in the cake is in the crumb. So I'm still being my most authentic self. You just don't get all of me. That doesn't mean I'm not fully self-expressed. I am self-expressed, but I'm only choosing to share this much of it with you. Whereas over here, where there's trust or, or comfort or whatever the situation is, you might get the whole slice or the whole cake. And so you get the full self-expression. Nothing is being held back at all. But my self-expression is going to show up everywhere. Just, you know, different doses. And it's so beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you. I think it's beautiful to be able to witness a woman fully self-expressed because you know she's walking in her power. Mm -hmm. And that 
that like lights me up. When I see a woman, you see it and you know it. Yes. And you go, ah, she's one. She's one. You're one. And and this is why I'm so appreciative to to be a part of what you're doing here. Oh, thank you so much. So Stacy, how can our listeners find you? And do you have anything else you want to add to what you said today? Yeah, thank you. So I'm on the socials. <laughs> so you can find me on LinkedIn, Stacy Middlebrooks. I do have a different spelling of my name, but it's people still find me. So LinkedIn, and I think we're connected Beverly on LinkedIn yes. now. So if you find Beverly and you look for me, I'm there <laughs> on Instagram. You can reach me at uh, Stacy MBKS, that's S-T-A-C-E-M-B-K-S, or the company's Instagram is Purpose Powered Coaching. You can also reach me on Facebook, Stacy Nurdlebrooks, or Purpose Powered Coaching, and the website, PurposePoweredCC.com. And what I want to share is that if you're really at a place where you are willing to take step one that I mentioned, just exploring your own authenticity from a different lens, a different way of doing it, then I want to offer a free authenticity breakthroughs guide to help walk you through that. So I know Beverly mentioned you'll share the link, but all you do is just download it and get to work. Yeah. It's going to be in the show notes, everyone, so you can go there and find out. And it's just absolutely a wonderful tool to help you understand authenticity and your place in it as it is. Stacy, thank you so much for being my guest today. I've just absolutely loved our conversation. All of Stacy's information, again, will be in the show notes. And please connect with her to learn more. To get to where Stacy describes, we need willingness, we need deep reflection and courage. I believe that we need both outside and inside strength to come together to make our empowerment journey complete. Thank you for being with Stacy and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I hope you can see the direct connection between authenticity and empowerment. I just love connecting you with incredible women like Stacy, who can provide actionable steps for you to take on your journey. I want to carry this message of empowerment to 100,000 women wherever they are. Please help me by spreading the word. Share this with your friends so we can help other women. And remember, the more you express yourself, the better you feel. Self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment, both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to go it alone. No matter where you are on your journey, there's always room to grow, and I'm here to help. Thank you, and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. 
It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.